You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Merry Christmas. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. My name is Tim Nadell. I'm your host. And uh, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I am your co-host, Gary Lane. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SMRGary. Welcome, everybody, to a very special Christmas episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm super excited about this episode. Yeah, this should be a great one. Today, we're going to go a little bit out of the box. Usually, we talk about, you know, cartoons or even video games. But now, today's episode, we're going to be focusing on the toys that we all grew up with. One might say the toys that made us. (laughs) Exactly, because it's going to be tying in with our latest interview episode where I interviewed Brian Volkweiss, the guy behind the upcoming Netflix documentary series called The Toys That Made Us. So if you didn't check out that interview, please go check it out because it looks like an amazing documentary like eight episode well, i guess four episode at first but then later on 2018 former episodes are going to be coming out on netflix yes. and it looks amazing because it's all about those early 80s mid 80s toys that we all grew up with yeah i can't i can't wait for this show i love anything that pays attention to toys like i was obsessed with that toy hunter show for a little while yep, even me though too. It, was, it was a little fake i think yeah. but well they always was, are Yeah, it was still fun, and to see a documentary dedicated strictly to toys is going to be just mind-boggling for me. Yep, the episodes come out on the uh, 22nd of this month, December. Yep, I cannot wait. Yeah, I'll be definitely... I don't want to have Netflix. I have to go to my friend's Christian's house to to watch them all because he has Netflix. Uh But definitely, I'm going to be checking that out, so you should too. So anyways, first before we go on, I want to thank our uh, Patreon family. So thank you so much, Jared Tolbert, Mike Clemens, Erica Polello, and Juwan Bledsoe. Thank you guys so much for your contributions throughout this whole year. And uh, seriously, it goes 100% to the podcast, and it really, really does help out. I wouldn't have been able to make that convention trip to uh, Stanley's LA Comic Con in October without those donations. So thank you so much. It really does help. Fantastic. Yeah, thanks, guys, because it was great having Tim there. I know. I wouldn't have the uh, Alan Oppenheimer interview if I didn't do, if I didn't go. That's true. Your money at work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and so if you want to help us out, even if it's only $2 a month, just go to our donation tab on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You know, get your name mentioned on some upcoming episodes, that kind of cool stuff. So go check that out. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. This is John Machina Jr. and you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. And remember, it doesn't say Tim Nidell. It's not the real thing. Oh, that still cracks me up. <laughs> I know. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and it really does tie into this episode, too, so it's really great. Yeah, for sure. So, like I was saying... We're here talking about our favorite toy lines that we grew up with as kids. And uh, I guess we picked out two or three favorite toy lines and one kind of a rare toy line that many of you may not remember or maybe not even heard of. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Yeah, it's going to be. And and we're going to be talking a uh, toy that we always wanted but never got. Yep, yep. yep. And I had to pick two for that one. So, sorry, Gary. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know always me. doing this too man. i know i know <laughs> <laughs> you think you started this podcast or something uh, maybe i don't know <laughs> so yeah but t- t- toys for me as a kid were huge like yeah i i remember playing with toys before i remember watching cartoons and mm-hmm. there's so many amazing toy lines that i played with as a kid that i can't even mention because i would go over the allow you know the allowed amount that we're going to be talking about so I might have a couple honorable mentions at the end, but okay. for the most part, I picked three of my all-time favorite toys, and I guess I'll go first for my number three selection. Okay. So I'll just go ahead and play the uh, commercial right here. Did I forget to invite you to the pool party? Well, maybe next year. On those occasions when you need to make a big splash, there's the Super Soaker 100. It has a powerful air pressure system. Oh, Buffy! A range of up to 60 feet. And a drenching spray. The Super Soaker 100. It's a water gun of a higher caliber. Also the 50 or the ultimate, the 200. I was obsessed with Super Soaker when I was uh, kind of a preteen, but mainly when I was around uh, 12 and 13 is when I really played with it. Mm. So for those of you who don't know, Super Soaker was actually invented in 1982 by engineer Lonnie Johnson, the uh, prototype combined PVC pipe, acrylic glass, and empty plastic soda bottle. I would love to see that prototype, by the way. I know. I, is it online? Have you looked for no, it? No, I haven't looked for it. It might be online. I don't know. That would be pretty cool to see. I remember, I don't know what I was watching, but I remember they were talking about the designing of, uh, of the Super Soaker. It was pretty cool uh, just hearing the guy talk about it. It's kind of weird to think that 82 and really they didn't really come out until 1990. So yeah. I wonder what was happening in between those two times. Uh, I guess trying to figure out how to make it safer for kids. Probably. P- PVC <laughs> piping and glass are glass. exactly the safest. <laughs> you come drop on. it on the concrete once and you've got shards in your feet, you know? We were indestructible in the 70s and 80s. Come on, man. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the first Super Soaker went on sale in 1990 and was originally called the Power Drencher. They later renamed it in 1991 to Super Soaker. Yeah. And uh, much like you, I have very fond memories of having one of these. I never had as many as I wanted to, and this yeah. could almost tie into like the toys that I wanted but never got because yeah. there were some really high-end Super oh, Soakers yeah. that I always wanted. One of the ones I had was actually recalled because it was too powerful. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one you had to pump it at least fifty times, and you the the barrel was huge. It's probably about three times bigger than the 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 typical barrels were, and mm. uh, one shot and the water was gone. Whoa! And yeah, I, my brother and I had an amazing time with that one. <laughs> I'll bet so. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost shoot your eye out with that thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, your whole face off. Yeah, keep it, keeping it tied to Christmas. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find one online, but I can't even find one online to buy. Huh, wow. Yeah, it was so much fun. But uh, I think the most, the, my favorite memory of playing with the Super Soaker, I think I may have talked about it a little bit before, maybe a year or so ago. I want to say it was my 11th or 12th birthday party. My parents threw me a, a Super Soaker birthday party where they bought me a couple Super Soakers, and I had friends over, we went to the park, and we divided it up to two teams. So I think we have like five people per team. Actually, I only think my brother 
and his friend Mark were on one team, and the rest of my friends were on another. I think it was five against two, something like that. Ooh. And uh, but my brother's old friend Mark, uh, he had like a a bike with like a what's that bike called? It's not a tricycle. I guess it is tricycle, yeah. With a, and it had a little cart in the back, and he he put like water balloons back there, and so we had uh-huh. water balloons and super soakers, and just climbing all over the jungle gym stuff, and it was a mm. great a great birthday party. Oh man, that sounds fun. I, I don't remember the details as clearly as that, but I I do remember going to several super soaker themed uh, birthday parties and, and slip and slides. They were huge yeah. at the time too. Yeah, they were. All sorts of water activities. Yep. <laughs> I remember we also had a uh, six-foot sub from Subway for my lunch. And for a, for my birthday present, I also got a, uh, I think it's the first time I got my first real CD player. Oh, nice. And I got the uh, Back to the Future and Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack on CD. <laughs> Excellent. Great, great <laughs> CDs, by the way. Yeah, they are. I, I think I think the Super Soaker that I remember having clearly, and only because I saw it recently at a toy show, was a uh, it was a Power Rangers Super Soaker, huh. uh, which basically consisted of the basic Super Soaker with a Power Rangers sticker on it. But as a kid, you know, it's like, <laughs> sure, this is fine. Yeah, I never knew that was a thing. I guess I kind of was out of Super Soakers yeah. when Power Rangers came about. Well, it was ninety two, yeah, so yeah, yes. you might have been. No, but... I mean I was still playing it when I was thirteen, fourteen, so. But you probably didn't care about power. I, I didn't. Time, no, so. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like you sort of said, we are we have talked in the past on and off about toys, but it's nice to really just dive in deep to what our favorites are. And I would be a total fool if I left number three off of my list. And uh, here it is. I know a boy. His name is Zach. He loves to fit. He loves to stack. Yes, construction is his knack. He's Zach. Legoland King's Castle Airport Cosmic Fleet Voyager sold separately from Lego Systems. Much like Zach, I was a Lego maniac. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe, but back in 1949, Lego was created. Wow. Uh, by I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, it's I think it's Ole Kirk Christensen. Uh, and uh, you know, it was they they existed for a long time, and I guess they were always kind of popular. But it was really the 80s and 90s where they started blowing up big time. And, and then they almost went out of business, too, around the same time. Right, yeah. Yeah. And uh, But, I mean, now there's no touching them. Yeah, They're, no. they're unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> Until Disney buys them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that would, that's probably, they're probably next on their list. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of hope not because Disney's toys aren't always the most. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, they're cheap. Yeah, <laughs> but um, man, uh, I I just have so many memories of playing with these. I I was much more creative back in the day. I would actually build a lot of things on my own. I remember my stepbrother had just like a big old bucket of Legos, and we would build. You know, we would create our own little minifigures using the separate pieces, and then and then build from there. You know, build ships and stuff. And. Uh, Nowadays, whenever I play with Lego, which I still do, I, I follow the rules. I, I don't 
I guess like in the movie, I've lost my uh, my sense of imagination <laughs> with Legos. Yep. I'm, I'm so glad you picked this on your list because I really wanted it in my top three, but I had no room for it. But right. Legos, I think I played with that more than maybe 80 or 90% more of the other toys I played with. Yeah. I mean, there, there was just something so great about it. You could build anything you wanted to and endless possibility speaking of building whatever i wanted to do i think i may mention it years and years ago on the podcast but my brother and i used to build like nice sports cars and nice houses and everything and uh mm-hmm. we would pretend we were miami vice you know the old tv show and so we <laughs> would go to my dad's old vinyl you know record player and we'd play this song right here we would go and put the song on the record player and just drive around <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's pretty dorky. <laughs> Hold on. Here it comes. Hold on. Let me fast forward. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little different version than what I had on the vinyl, I think. But you get you get the drift. You couldn't see me, but I was bobbing my head pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to make the uh, Back to the Future car on Legos, and uh, hmm. later on I'd make a, a bar... When I was like 13, I'd still play with Legos, and I made a bar with with a singing lounge. I would play my music, and it would be singing to the music. And nice. uh, what else? My I think my favorite Lego set was the uh, pirate ship. We had mm-hmm. the uh, pirate ship who, who, that is super expensive now. Yeah, but then, I think that's my favorite set that we had. Yeah, it's 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 so cool. So you were actually in the uh, Lego licensing game before they got into it. Doing yeah, exactly. Miami Bison back exactly. To the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gave them the idea. You'd be a billionaire, uh-huh. a bajillionaire by now. Yep. I used to pretend to be Bruce Wayne and make you know Wayne Manor with all the secret <laughs> hidden doors to the Bat Cave. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I had I had so much fun with them, and I think for me, my favorite set was I. It was either it was tied between pirates and the um underwater line i don't remember what they were called actually it was sort of the mid 90s i think and they were uh they had like these lime green um undersea like they were just really colorful sets i remember buying that for my dad uh for his birthday because he had made a, a like a side comment about how he wished that he you know or he remembered putting Legos together or something. So I took that as my Eureka moment to <laughs> get that uh, for both him and myself, basically. <laughs> uh, and so we, I remember building that together, and that's a pretty special memory too. Yeah. But I just, I have so many memories with Lego, and and now you know that they have gotten into the franchising uh, and licensing business. It, they're practically unstoppable. I I remember hearing a report, and I'm going to butcher the facts here because I forgot to look it up before we started recording, but at one point a couple of years ago, I believe Lego was, or Lego bricks were deemed more valuable than gold for like ounce or something because (laughs) there's such a high resale value for them. Yeah. Every set that I buy, uh, after I put it together, I take it apart. If it's multiple bags, I, you know, write one, two, three, four, whatever, take it apart from back to front using the booklet and then put all the pieces back into the bag so I have everything just in case I ever decide to resell them for, you know, dollars on what I paid, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I got got a couple sets still in the box that I bought off eBay kind of recently for the uh, YouTube show that we do, which, by the way, if you love toys, go check that out. Just go to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Click on the YouTube link right there. It takes you right to the uh, YouTube show where we unbox and review old retro toys from the 80s and 90s. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to see what sets you got for that. 
Yeah, I need to get one more before I do it, because I want to have at least three items I'm opening per episode. Or okay. more. Actually, most of them have more than that, but I can't do an episode with only two. So I need at least one more Lego set, which Legos are not cheap, so I'm waiting to find the right price. Right, yeah. Well, good luck. I, know, I mean, there's, I know. there's some uh, recent sets that I want, but I just can't justify the price that they're asking nope. for them online. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, what's your next pick? My second pick. Oh, I'll just play the audio. Here it is. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machines. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trims, stupendous styling, precision paint jobs, working wheels, Micro Machine cars of vast variety, including Lamborghini, Trans Am, Corvette, Rover, Four Blades, a pickup charger, and many more. Yep, so there's that. <laughs> that guy sounds familiar. Yeah, it does sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so Micro, Micro Machines were originally made by Galoob, uh, which is now owned by Hasbro, which I don't think, I think they own everything, honestly, when it comes to uh, toys. Uh, except for Mattel, which I've heard they're in talks of buying, I believe, wow. so... Wow, yeah, they're, they're pretty much the Disney of the toy exactly. company. Just wait till Disney buys them. <laughs> I think they're the ones who make Disney's toys for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Microsoft's, uh, I'm sorry to talk fast now that I heard that voice, sorry. Um, <laughs> no. They came out in the uh, mid-70s and ran throughout the uh, 90s. Um, I have so many amazing stories to tell about Micro Machines. I, I think my favorite memories of playing with these toys were going over to my brother's same same brother's uh, friend Mark. We used to go to his house, and he had a younger sister who was my age, and uh, we used to play Micro Machines for hours and hours. We'd spend the night there playing Micro Machines, and they only had one playset, which was the uh, City Service Center playset, a very mm-hmm. basic playset. It's it looks like a briefcase kind of open it up and it's got like a parking ramp on top with a service station on the bottom that you can move around and we should just play hours just on that ramp with our little micro machines yeah so weird that you mentioned that specific set because i had a friend who had that exact yep. same thing i think it's because it was cheaper and much cheaper than the bigger sets yeah it must have been because I, I don't think i ever had any of the sets but i had a bunch of the little cars oh yeah me too and speaking yeah. of speaking of the service center thing it's i actually have it for the youtube show i'll be doing it sometime next year Oh, nice. Yeah, and box and everything. That'll be fun to see it played with again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, actually, I thought of another fun story that I, about Micro Machines. I got my favorite vehicle, which was a like grayish Lamborghini. I got that in uh, 1988 in third grade. Um, see, these little cars in my generation, they were so much like baseball cards. We would trade them all the time at school. So we'd go with like a handful of five of them. We'd trade them all out to our favorite ones. And I got my favorite car by trading it with one of my friends in third grade. And um, the reason why I liked Lamborghini so much was it reminded me so much of the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future. That makes sense. Was it the same color? Yeah, pretty much. A little, not as gray, but it was like an uh-huh. off-white, like a, almost a grayish looking, like dirty white. Man, I'm really feeling like I might have had that same car. It was in the uh, European collection number five from 1988. Well, that doesn't seem like something I would have, but I had something that was similar <laughs> to it at the very least. But yeah, but, so I used to love trading them and uh, back and forth and just playing. So, oh, Mr. Blake was my teacher's name. That's right. In uh, Alice Maxwell School in Sparks, Nevada. Alex Maxwell. Alice Maxwell, yep. Alice Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. I heard like Alex Mack, like the Nickelodeon show. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I need to go because I'm pretty sure that I still have the box of uh, my old micro machines okay. at my mom's house. I need to go see if I can find those and go through them and just see which ones I had. Because I remember I had this little, 
I can't describe it. It was like an orange circle with a little tube that came out of it. Okay, I and, think I've seen that re- recently on on eBay. Yeah, and you could like twist twist it, and it would shoot a car out of it. Um, huh. Basically, uh, oh, a little, guess, a little miniature car wasn't it? Even it wasn't it even smaller than the micro machine? It might have been. I'm I'm trying to remember the details. So of remember, it, we had one where we had the regular size micro machine, then an even smaller version of it as well. Hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to see if I still have that. I don't think I do because I believe it broke mm. uh, at one point. But yeah, just so cool. I mean, you really can't beat toys of this time of that time. And uh, I remember McDonald's having like a promotion. Mm. With, with micro machines and, and things of that nature too, I believe, I believe, but maybe it was just really small hot yeah. cars. But. I also remember my other favorite, well, one of my other favorite micro machines was the stretch limo. Remember, mm. Do you remember seeing those? I don't think so. So it looked like the same size, but it was like collapsible in the middle so you can pull it apart and it, it would right. add another like half an inch to the car. Oh wow! And then you I had and then you pinch the, then you pinch the middle of the vehicle again and press it together and it will collapse back to the regular size. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool. I had something like that that was uh, but it was like more more a Hot Wheels size car, uh, a okay. Matchbox car. Yeah. But it it had like a removable middle, so you could make uh, it a short car or a long car. Okay. Um, but yeah, I. Now I want to look through my Hot Wheels, too, because I was really into cars as a kid. Uh, being someone who never was into cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked them. But uh, I had I had at least 20 Micro Machines. I don't remember all what they all looked like, but wow. so many amazing memories of me and my brother playing with them. Yeah, I remember having a handful, and then I just remember like randomly finding them at different places and, and, and yeah. amassing quite a collection uh, over time. But, uh, yeah, tons of fun. So, shall I move on to my next pick? Do it. Sworn enemy of the turtle. It feels so good to be so bad. With his henchmen, the dreaded foot soldiers, the mutants Bebop and Rocksteady. What do I do with them? Destroy them! All one turtle soup. Ninja turtle. From so that's that's a pretty weird commercial. It uh, is. It is. It, it, because I don't think anyone doing the voices in that ever watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> no one sounds like that on the show. Nope. But um but yeah, it's uh, Ninja Turtles, nineteen eighty-eight, uh, created by Playmates Toys. Um, I spent so much time playing with these things and trading them with my friends. And, yeah. Uh, somehow I wound up with a lot of them. I don't, I don't remember exactly how that worked out, but uh, man, I just had so much fun, especially with the initial, you know, just the the four basic turtles and April, who I accidentally broke her head off, and. Uh, <laughs> And Splinter and Shredder, like and, and Krang, those were the ones I played with the most, probably. Um, this is another one that I'm glad you picked because I would have made room for it if you didn't right. pick it. Because <laughs> just like you, I had at least I don't know about twelve of them, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Raph is always my favorite turtle, so I think my favorite was just the just the basic regular Raph that came out in '88. Yep. I, I, same for me, actually. I was a big fan of Raphael always have been probably always will be yep but uh 
him and uh, I can't believe I left off Bebop and Rocksteady. Those were actually my yeah. favorite. No, I love. Figures. Yeah, me too. I love those figures as well. I think the Bebop just was, was more detailed than yeah he was the other ones because he had the little shell on his shoulders yeah. and he had the like chain belt as I'm recalling and all sorts of stuff and, and what's weird the original ones came with like soft heads yeah and then as they kept producing them they their heads got harder so to speak and and the soft heads go for quite a pretty penny if you can get like an unpunched uh card yeah um one of the upcoming youtube shows episodes i'll be doing is uh, dedicated to Raphael, where i'll be opening two of the original toys and one of the uh new was it nico the fourth like scale i Raphael? think so yeah I or think it's so. like super super large it's it's modeled after the movies that one mm-hmm. is so i cannot yeah. wait for that episode that sounds like a lot of fun it's uh it's is Christian a Raphael guy, or is you know, he I wrong? I don't know which one. I don't know. We'll talk about it, I guess, in the videos. I don't know which one he prefers. <laughs> right on. Interesting. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite turtle toys I had had nothing to do with the cartoon series, though. It was the uh, Hollywood uh, Hollywood Michelangelo, actually, I had from, oh. from the uh, first movie. Do you remember that franchise, uh, toy franchise? Uh, I've got a... I'm going to have to look this up real quick. I'm, I'm pretty think, sure I do. Maybe it was Movie Star Michelangelo. Maybe that's what it was called. I'm going to look. Movie yeah, think, Star yeah. Michael. Movie all, Star Michael Douglas? No. <laughs> they were all made out of rubber, and all the limbs can come off of the shell. Okay. I think I do. Yes. I had a, I had a Movie Star Donatello. Okay. For some reason, I think the Michelangelo looked more more like the movies than the other ones. Maybe that's why I preferred that one over the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I didn't realize that they were referred to as movie star, but that yep. makes sense. Uh, the Donatello, I remember, had like a lot of detail on his skin. Like yeah. it was different shades of green, which I thought was a nice touch. And uh, the Michelangelo might have been the same way. I don't know. Yeah, no, they they were much more detailed than the other figures were. And I loved them because I just loved it. You can move their limbs, you know, and it was flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was really into that too. And then like they... They they didn't really know when to stop with turtles, nope. basically, because <laughs> it got there. There got to be some pretty weird ones, a couple like semi racist ones, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, or not racist, but racially insensitive. Like the uh, I think I've got like a Raphael as a Native American chief or something. It's, yeah, that's it's right. Pretty weird, <laughs> but um, I think my yeah, other I, I think my other favorite one was the I think it was the Detective Donatello one. Mm-hmm. Where it came with the mask that you put on them, not the detective, but you know the, the the outfit they would put on to go out and about. I think it was yeah. pretty much that outfit with the mask, the in disguise, yeah thing. Yeah, I, one of my favorites was I had a uh, rock star Raphael, I believe it was. He was wearing like a purple suit, and uh, he came with like a microphone that sort of doubled as okay. a weapon. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Raph. I haven't looked at my toys in so long. Uh, but then, like, the one that I clearly remember loving the most was... It was, like, a, a surfer Mikey. It was... Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it came with, like, a surfboard with, like, a blade on the bottom of it. And it was very similar to the Mondo Gecko. Yeah. Uh, of the same t- Around the same time. I think my other favorite one was the Casey Jones one. Yeah, I never had the original Casey Jones. It was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, I 
I, I was reading that they apparently like originally planned to make a Casey Jones with a removable mask, which would have been weird. Oh wow! Because he never took off his mask on the show. Yeah, it, it's so it'd be kind of like the uh, Inspector Gadget toy of Claw, yeah. where you never see his face on the show, but they made a toy with his face on it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and what a disappointment that was. Yeah, but... seriously. <laughs> I love I love how they packaged the toy though. Like they put a they put it over uh, like a block oh, yeah. over his head so you couldn't see it. That was so clever. genius. Like nowadays that would sell millions. I know it probably does now. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's true. But yeah, I loved those. And then they got into some really weird territory where it was like almost Ninja Turtles Transformers and things of that nature. I had a Leonardo that would turn into a fire truck and wow. <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff. But yeah, like a very innocent franchise became a merchandising monster. Yep. And the one figure in that line that always got away from me was the uh, Scratch figure, which was one of the last ones ever produced. It was a cat in a prison suit. And um, I looked and looked for it for years. But, you know, like mint in box, it goes for like $1,000. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. If it's out of the box, you're still looking at like 300 <laughs> Um, and the crazy thing is you see people asking these prices on eBay, um, but those are actually prices that I've seen it sell for. Um, wow. It's just, you know, like fans want it and, and they'll get it any way that they can. Uh, I was actually at a comic book store in Wilmington one time, uh, and I was just kind of browsing around, didn't realize... Uh, they, I, I saw that they had a lot of toys, and I was looking around, and, and my wife was like, hey, you, you you should ask if they have that Ninja Turtles figure you've been wanting. And I was like, no, they won't have it. Anyways, I, I went into Toys R Us later that week back at my office, and I was I ran into this guy that I saw there all the time. And he was like, hey, uh, I, just, uh, I just came across a Scratch figure. I'm like, really? Where? And uh, it turns out that he bought it from the same exact place that I was at <laughs> like a day later. They were just keeping it in the back. So wow. I could have seen it in person and I didn't know it. How much did so, he buy it for? I think he paid 400 for it out of the box. Wow. I'm looking on eBay right now. It starts at 450 out of the box. Mm. It's crazy. <laughs> but but I, love, I love the look of that character. I've never even seen this character, the toy line or the cartoon version. Yeah. Actually, on Toy Hunter... Uh, he was never on the cartoon. He only okay. showed up in the uh, third Game Boy game as like wow. a random boss. Um, but they they had him on Toy Hunter, and that's where uh, uh, Jordan came across him in a box that was with an unpunched card. Oh. And he lost his mind, basically. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, let's move on to your number All one pick. All right, my number one pick. Here's the audio. Cobra's really tough, you know. And Cobra's up to something better, G.I. Joe. Cobra! Cobra blew up the bridge. Bridge layer to the rescue. Joe. The Archbuckle will catch him. Introducing the new Joe's barbecue and shipwreck. We're going to stop Cobra this time. G.I. Joe. Joe. G.I. Joe bridge layer comes with driver. Or striker comes with driver. Other figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. So G.I. Joe, which originally started in 1964 as a 12-inch tall toy, which was pretty much like a Barbie size. And later in 1982, they relaunched it to the size that we know today. Yes. And uh, I'm glad that you picked this one because this was this was actually at the top of my list as yeah. well. 
I mean, I don't, I can't tell you how many GI Joes I had. It had to have been over twenty something that I had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what I over the year, I mean, what I had originally was probably like less than ten or twelve, uh-huh. but over time, I've I've built up like a collection. I have probably over a hundred <laughs> at uh, this point. Wow. But we're talking from you know the early '80s through modern Joe okay. stuff. So okay. you know, it's my collectibles aren't. Uh, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah. the old school amount. <laughs> but I, I remember the day actually that my parents came home and they went to a yard sale and they came back with a box of with at least like 15 of them. That's where most of my toys came from back in the day was mm-hmm. through yard sales. And I remember they came home with a box with a ton of GI Joes inside of it. And I think my favorites, number one would have been shipwreck. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he was my favorite characters on the show. I loved Flint as well. Cobra Commander, Destro, Snowjob, Zartan. I had Scarlet. I had Torch, Tomax, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and Outback. Those are the ones I remember loving to play with as a kid. But I had a mm. bunch of other like lesser-known Joes as well, like the Doctor and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty wild that you had a Tomax because I think I had a Zaymon uh? that was missing, missing Tomax. So <laughs> exactly, our friendship I, yeah. was meant to be. I know. I only had one of them. I didn't have, didn't have the other one. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, my favorite, like, one of the first gifts I remember getting was my mom got me the, uh, got me a Firefly figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she put it in an Easter egg whenever I was, like, three or four, something like that. Uh, and I don't know why she did that, but that turned out to be my favorite G.I. Joe character uh, as far as villains go. Uh, I loved, I loved Zartan, I loved Destro, um, I loved... Uh, Flint as well, and um, I feel like there's so many I'm missing, but oh, I yeah. just I I love those toys. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what I used to, I never had a playset though. I wish we do. I wish we got a playset. I never had a playset, but I was content with that because I used to make the house the whole playset. You know what I mean? The whole the whole house mm-hmm. was their whole base. Yep. And I remember our, our, you know, those two story cat houses that they scratch on and everything. They sleep on top of it, and there's two holes in the middle. Yep. And that used to be the G.I. Joe base. So the very top of it was their headquarters. And Cobra had to sneak in through the caves to get to the top. <laughs> and I remember after school in Reno, there used to be a bunch of caterpillars all around in the springtime or whatever. And we used uh-huh. to take a couple of those home, and they would be the monsters that the G.I. Joes would have to attack. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never went so far as to use real animals. but uh... <laughs> I never hurt any of them. I never killed them. It's fine. <laughs> but uh yeah i think i may have told the story on the show before uh but in my grandma's house uh there was red carpet but the red carpet had like little brown and black patches on it huh. it was really ugly to look at uh-huh. but but i used it as like a play area basically so it was like the brown spots were ground that were floating in lava basically yeah. and, and the, the figures would have to jump across you know from rock to rock and like fight bad guys and so that was like my villain lair and then i would also play outside a lot just in the grass and, yep. and things of that nature but i never had a play set either it's it's yeah. pretty funny yeah i mean they um, weren't they weren't that expensive except for the uss flag yeah <laughs> <laughs> which which wasn't even that expensive in hindsight no either. no it was cheap back then trust me i would have bought a 10 of them if i if i knew <laughs> <laughs> i know i know uh it, it's weird because like my cousin two of my cousins had just like a briefcase full of these things yeah uh and uh so whenever i would go to their separate houses i would always play with the ones that they had 
Um, and one of my cousins had a lot of the vehicles and stuff. So I did get to experience the vehicles. I just didn't actually ever own any myself. Yeah, I was that way with uh, He-Man toys. I never had any of the bases for He-Man, but my friend did. So I used to go over there with my He-Man toys and play over there. Yeah, yeah. And, and strangely, I remember that the uh, the place, I think my grandmother went to Weight Watchers at some point, And uh, the place where she was doing that, they had like a box of toys. And they had a bunch of G.I. Joe vehicles, but no G.I. Hmm. Joes. So I would bring my G.I. Joes from home and just <laughs> sit in the waiting room playing with the wow. uh, vehicles that they had. I probably got a lot of germs at that point now that I yeah, think about yeah, it. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> All right. Well, what is your number one pick? My number one pick is from 1992, produced by Bluebird Toys, and here's a little commercial. Mighty Max, Mighty Max, Mighty Max. Welcome to Skull Dungeon. Wow. Mighty Max. Smasher, get up. Your brain donor is here. Me want brain. No way, slime face. Whoa. Watch out for that first step. It's not over, Mighty Max. Will Max get fried? His fate is in your hands. Mighty Max, Mighty Max. You can collect all his adventure sets, each sold separately. Mighty Max figure included from Mattel. So I just have to say real quick, I'm already sick of that commercial because <laughs> I spent a long time editing it because the sound quality was horrible. Ah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I loved Mighty Max as a kid, and and I'm I'm using Mighty Max as sort of a generic catch-all for all of the small-sized uh, vehicle or like mini uh, little play figure things. Yeah. I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but I mean there was Mighty Max for girls. There was Polly Pocket, and I had a few of those too. There was uh, m- Micro Machines. <laughs> all right, I just developed a stutter. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, Micro Machines. Power Rangers and Star Wars, which I loved those. Those were probably the ones I played with the most. And uh, sticking with Ninja Turtles, they even did a tie-in with Mini Mutants. And uh, it was like little miniature playsets with, you know, just these characters that were more sometimes more poseable. Mighty Max was actually very immobile. You couldn't really move the figurines much. But with the Power Rangers ones and the, the... TMNT ones, they they moved at like the waist and their arms swung Mm -hmm. and their heads turned, I think. And I wish I had bought more of them at the time because they're really expensive now. (laughs) Yeah. I I can't really add to this because I never really got into it because they came out when I was a little older. Right. Yeah, I know that the Star Wars ones were probably the early 90s, but those were some of my favorites because it would be like C-3PO's head and then you'd open it yeah, up that's right. and there would be a playset inside. And uh, I had a whole bunch of those things. I had like Jabba's Palace and um, the uh, area where with Emperor Palpatine and the Return of the Jedi and I had the whole Death Star playset which opened up and like part of it was Tatooine and part of it was... Uh, like where Han and Greedo were. Um, and then it all went all the way up to like space. So you could reenact every scene from the movie in it. And uh, I just, I loved the miniature sized things and I still do. Um, they actually recently brought the Ninja Turtles ones back, but if their price point now is what they were back in the day, I understand why I didn't buy them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause they're ridiculously priced. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to you, but to, to some people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot of 90s kids out there that are listening right now. Yeah, tweet me, at SMR Gary. Do it. <laughs> tweet me saying, why didn't you play with them, at Saturday Rewind. <laughs> there you go. And uh, next time I fly to Montana, I'll bring some, yes. if I can get them through customs. 
<laughs> okay, so now we're going to be talking about our favorite kind of rare or lesser known toy franchise that we loved as a kid that you may not know about. And uh, here I'll just play my audio from my favorite pick. So Army Ants is the name of it, and uh, they were a toy line from Hasbro that featured humanoid ants released in 1987. Do you remember these, Gary? I do. I love them. Oh, so good. So I, I was seven years old at the time. I'm, I I can still remember. Like I can visualize everything. My brother and I out on the grass. We never played with these inside, I guess, <laughs> from what I can remember at least. Always in the grass or dirt. And he was always the uh, orange team, and I was the blue team. And... um so many amazing memories of these and, and playing with like real, again, I was playing with real animals or, or insects. I was playing with worms or our allies <laughs> and everything. And, <laughs> nice. um, and I, I'm trying to remember my favorite one. I think my favorite one was just the general, the one with the, the mm. pipe in his mouth mm. of the, uh, the blue army ant. Yeah. Well, you were, you were actually being very accurate playing with them outdoors. That, that makes a lot exactly. of sense. <laughs> Maybe that's probably why we were doing it, but um, there's also like each ant had a different like characteristic. Like there was the, the general, there was a snorkel ant in the snorkel gear. And mm-hmm. what else was there? I believe there was like a dynamite one in the orange team. Right. Um, there's there flying, baz- there's there flying ants as well that had wings. There was a bazooka ant, wasn't there? There was, yep. There was a bazooka ant and he was the blue team, I think, wasn't he? I think so, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, and they all had this. Uh, they all had the squishy, you know, butt end that you can take off, and they're all different mm-hmm. colors. And just, I, I love these toys. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm a total sucker for this kind of thing. Like they did these, and they did Food Fighters. I remember Food Fighters. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was just so many cool little non-licensed things yeah. in the '80s that I, I do miss. Because it seems like everything is tied into something nowadays. Yep. I, I miss just having a basic toy like this. Yep. And I will be unboxing some of these on the YouTube show pretty soon. Nice. Yep. One one weird thing that that makes me think of, it's not at all related, but I had, um, you remember the movie Ants? Yeah. They did a series of four figures for that. And I, I had those figures. And they're extremely well detailed huh. for like... A movie that no one cared about, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that I love those those figures. I'll have to like post them on the Facebook or something. Yeah. All right. So, what would you pick as your rare pick? Mine is uh, it was produced by Playmates Toys, and and just go ahead and play a little audio. Eat dirt, Psycho! It's Earthworm Jim blasting his arch enemy Psycho. Oh, when Peter Puppy gets mad, he turns into. But first, a word about Earthworm Jim Two video game. It's out there. Bouncing puppies, falling grandmas, hungry and heads, and some really weird stuff too. It's like the worm says. Go Ruby. Earthworm Jim Two video game. Back to Peter Puppy. I'm out of here. His rage has transformed him into monstrous Peter Puppy, uncontrollably smashing the nearest thing, which happens to be Psycho. Earthworm Jim figures in video game. So, if you know me, of course, this is what I picked. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't the Cowboys of Mumesa toy. Well, that was actually very high on my list, but uh, 
But I went with this because I played with these a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I was a little bit older, so I probably shouldn't have been, yeah, but I, I would did say anyway. This is, this is probably like 94-ish, wasn't it? Oh, it was probably later than that. It was 96. It was towards oh, wow. the end of whenever I was playing with toys, yeah, I think. Yeah, see, I wasn't playing with toys. No, I was probably still playing with Legos. I can't say. I was 16, probably still playing with Legos, all right? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But uh, I'm just going to... I normally don't just read straight from Wikipedia, but I actually wrote this, so I'm fine with it. Uh, <laughs> So Wikipedia says, uh, the series included several variants of Earthworm Jim, as well as Peter Puppy, Princess What's-Her-Name, Bob the Killer Goldfish, Number 4, Evil the Cat, Hinchrat, Major Mucus, and Psycho. Uh, a mountable pocket rocket, that's actually what they called it, I know we shouldn't say that on a family-friendly <laughs> podcast, but it was a vehicle that was also available, as well as a rare mail-in repainted figure of Earthworm Jim in a green suit. Uh, they planned a second series, but it was ultimately cancelled. Um, and it would have included Queen Slug for a butt, Professor Monkey for a head, and uh, several other figures. And I recently came across a picture online that someone pulled from a uh, toy convention uh, back in 96 or 7, whenever, of several figures that never got produced, and it, it broke my heart. Because I know that those, you know, there's at least one copy of those figures out there somewhere, and I'm like, why can't I have it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, you know, it's it's weird that they did so many variations of Earthworm Jim and left out, you know, major Earthworm Jim villains like Professor Monkey for a head and Queen yeah. Slug for a butt in the first wave of these things. But that's, that's the way I feel when I look at the back of Telespin or Darkwing Duck toys. I know. The fact that I can't have a Wildcat I know. is just I know. depressing. <laughs> but to know that they actually produce them, you know, yeah. like, and I just can't get them. Um and that could also go as, as like the toy that I always wanted but never yeah, that's got. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I just I loved these figures. They were big chunky plastic figures and uh, each one came with a little side character. So like Jim came with uh Snot and the monster Peter Puppy came with regular Peter Puppy and and uh there's just a lot of great little details on these things and I didn't have all of them as a kid, but I've collected all of them now and uh I still love them. Nice. One one other thing that I'll say is I, I looked everywhere for that uh, vehicle back in the day, and I couldn't find it. And um, recently, like five or six years ago, I found somebody was selling one on eBay for, I think, like 20 bucks, something like that. Wow. 10, 10, 20 bucks. I was like, oh, I've never seen it for this cheap, so I'll go for it. So I bought it, and they ship it to me, but I opened it. I'm like, this feels light. So I open it up, and there's nothing inside <laughs> of it except for the window pane. That wow. that plug that fits down into the the toy, and um, so I was I was I was pretty upset about that, and so I emailed them, and they refunded my money to me, and just told me to keep the box yeah. and, the wind, and the windshield. So about a year later, I'm on eBay, and someone's selling it out of the box uh, with everything but the windshield. Wow! <laughs> and it was only like thirty bucks for that plus like almost duplicates of every figure that I already had. So I just got it for, got them for spare parts. Wow. And, uh, it was just like this very serendipitous sort of thing. I guess now we're going to talk about the toy that we wanted as a kid, but never got. I, I picked two. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to decide which one has, I don't know. All right. Here's the toy that I never got that I always wanted. 
Okay. The turtles are assaulting the Tactodrome. Inside are the Foot Clan's weapon storage chamber, Krang's laboratory, and Shredder's master control room. Huh? Turtles? Oh, they've been spotted. Now they'll have to watch out for the Ice Spy radar. That hit news tip, the spike back door. Time. Oh no, an ooze scanner, a brain scrambler, and mutant manacles. Can Leonardo rescue them? Sure hope so. From Playmate. The Technodrome. I never got it and looks so cool. <laughs> it does. And I, I still see them from time to time and the temptation is very real. I will get it for the YouTube show at some point. I will. Yeah. Finding one and you know, like complete is a pretty exactly. tall order. Yeah, I know. But... I was able to get a Castle Grey School inbox for the YouTube show coming out soon, so I, I'm pretty nice. hopeful that I can find Technodrome somewhere. I'm I'm sure you will. It's just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had a couple turtles vehicles and play sets, but never the Technodrome. Hmm. Yeah, that was a um, that was a very cool thing. I always liked that and the um, the drilling yep, thing. Yep, yep, the yep. drilling car. Yeah, I never um, had that either. I had I had Shredder's car, but not. Oh, oh yeah, not the uh, yeah. drilling vehicle. I don't think I ever had any turtles vehicles, but um. I was at the flea market recently and a guy was selling the the drilling thing uh-huh. and um, he might have even had the technodrome but it was in bad shape yeah. uh, and I I see this guy every time I go to the flea market and he asks way too much for his toy so I didn't even bother to ask him <laughs> yeah but, I'm kidding but uh, okay, I'm going to yeah. play my other one hold on I have to play both of them <laughs> okay alright go for <laughs> so it so here's the other toy that I never got show and tell time another teddy bear my teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin he talks, he tells stories, he... Four batteries not included. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? Yeah. I really enjoy talking to people. I would like you... Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. So every weekday morning, I would wake myself up. My own alarm clock and everything, I think was maybe seven years old. And I used to get up in the living room enough early enough in the mornings to where I could have at least an hour to watch cartoons before I had to get ready for school. And Teddy Ruxpin's was one of those cartoons, and they always played the commercial for the toy, for the talking bear. And I never got one. I always wanted I have one now. It works and everything. But I never got one as a kid. Yeah. that's uh, That commercial is, is great, too. That is one of my uh, favorite commercials of all time. I love the little the little kid. It sounds like he's from Long Island or something. Yeah. He's like, it talks. And, <laughs> and then uh, I love how Teddy Ruxman's starting to tell the story and the uh, announcer just cuts him off <laughs> at the end. Yep. But I never, I never had one either. Uh, weirdly, the same guy that was selling those things at the flea market <laughs> recently was also selling a Teddy Ruxman and Grubby. But wow. they, they looked like they'd been thrown in mud and dragged around. Yes. And he was still asking $40 a piece. I got them both. Uh, I got three of them. With, I got the puppet, whatever that guy was called. I got all three yeah, of them on Craigslist for 30 bucks for all three of them. Mm. Yeah, that was such a cool thing. I had a I had a Big Bird that worked much uh, yep. the same way. Yep. Like, you could put the tape and he'd talk to you. I want that one, um, too. I never got that one. I want that one, too. I don't know if he still works. I have to, like, find a Madonna tape and see yep. if I can get Big Bird <laughs> to uh, sing Madonna. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a great pick. So um, I will go ahead and, and say the toy that I always wish that I had. 
back in 1998, a toy company called Resaurus, which I've never heard of, um, made toys for Crash Bandicoot. And uh, I loved Crash Bandicoot. I was a big fan of the video game. Uh, but like I said, in 1996, I was starting to age out of toys. So I, I definitely was out of them at this point. And uh, I never got any of them. But I remember seeing them and thinking, man, those are cool. But I just passed them up, even mm-hmm. though they were dirt cheap at the time. Kind of the same with, um, I don't know if you remember, Army Men, Sarge's Heroes, that game for yep, the... I loved it, yeah. Yeah, well, they did action figures for the Army Men characters, and uh, they were like, you know, big six-inch action figures and chunky plastic and everything, and I just passed both those things up, and I remember seeing both of them for like three, four bucks at KB Toys, and now you can't find any of these Crash Bandicoot figures for like less than $25, Wow! and if you want Crash himself, you're going to pay upwards of probably 80 to 100 bucks. And uh, the problem was that they were so fragile that they would break. They were made for collectors, but kids bought them. So that Uh, ramped up the value of them. And um, I I wish I had them now just so I could display them. He's making a comeback, so I'm I'm hopeful for more toys at some point in the future. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that was the one that got away from me. And, and there's a ton more, but that oh, was yeah. just the first oh, thing yeah, that came to lot. mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have a few honorable mentions of toys that I had that I loved that are almost made the top three pick. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the real Ghostbusters. I love my favorite, like one toy that I had growing up was the uh, Egon, you know, the, the haunted human Egon, where his tie mm-hmm. would fly up and his mouth would pop open. Yep. That was one of my favorite individual toys. But as a franchise, I didn't have too many of the real Ghostbusters, so I couldn't put that in my top three. I'm pretty sure I had that figure too. And I loved, I had a bunch of Silverhawks that I loved and adored. Um, mm-hmm. Thundercats, I didn't have a ton of Thundercats. That's why they weren't in my top three, which, you know, it's my favorite cartoon, but I didn't have that many toys of them. I made my own toys out of wood and, and just generic things. Um, right. He-Man, of course, I had a few of those, but my friend had more that I would go over to at his house, and he had a ton of He-Man toys that we'd play He-Man with. Um, mm-hmm. X-Men, I had maybe 10 to 15 X-Men toys in the, in the early 90s because I loved the cartoon so much. That one could have easily been in the top three, but I think it played with Super Soakers just a little bit more. Yeah. And I guess that's about it. Those are the main ones that I adored growing up. Well, I, I have to agree with you on X-Men. That one almost made my top three list too, but um, it just got edged out a little bit. Uh, I didn't have that many of those, but my cousin had them, the same cousin that had all those G.I. Joes. So ah. uh, I would, I, I basically used that guy for his toys most of the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he didn't like me much anyway, so it was fine that he just gave me his toys and left me and let me be. But uh, yeah, so I loved X-Men and I loved... Um, like you said, Cowboys and Mumesa. I was a big fan of those. And um, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, Can't yes. forget those. Yes, no, that's right. That needs to be in my list as well. I had so many of those. And I love I, I, I love the cape for some reason. How it's a little clip. I love the cape. I know. I know. And my clip would sometimes like break. Yeah. Uh, so then my mom like found some sort of moldable plastic that you, she could fit back in there and huh. sew the little edge back up. Um this is kind of an odd one too, but I love the Captain Planet figures. Uh, okay, never. I never had those. Yeah, those those were fun. Oh, I also love um, the uh, the Batman Returns vehicle with the shooting uh, missiles. Oh yeah, I love that yeah. toy because I used to mix that. I used they that was the Batmobile I would play with with my Batman animated series toys because I mm-hmm. never I never had a Batman animated Batmobile. 
You're talking about the one that you could press the top and both the sides would come off and it turn into the bat missile? No. Or just, oh, okay. yeah, there's just two little projectile holes that would pop up gotcha. and they would just shoot out. Okay, I remember that, yeah. But I, I actually had the one that you could press the button and the sides would shoot off of yeah. and it become the bat missile from Batman Returns. Yeah. Uh, I loved that thing. So maybe and mine wasn't Batman Returns. Maybe mine was the original Batman. I'm not it sure. might have been. It might have been. Um, I know what you're talking about, though. It's definitely from one of the Burton Yeah, films. it is. It is. I got so. it around Batman Returns, but it could have been an older one that my parents got at a swap meet or something. Mm. Yeah. And um, I, I I actually have a super rare Batman the Animated Series uh, vehicle that I will be uh, talking about a little bit on the YouTube show. So Sweet. I'll just tease with that for now. I, I have some upcoming Batman Animated Series toys that I'll be opening as well. Excellent. So, I mean, I could talk about toys for days, honestly. I know. I, know. I uh, love it. I love it just as much as cartoons. I know. I know. So maybe we'll have to have a part two sometime. But I, know. I think we've gone long enough for one episode. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, so much. Like I said, hope you guys have a great Christmas and a happy new year. And we will see you guys in 2018. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.